0: Hi there, this is John Falola Thank you so much for joining me on, to, on today's broadcast of c Tribe community We're talking about wealth and marriage Wealth and marriage And um, I'm reading from the 28 1 through 12 1 through 12 Are you there yet? So you you must have had different uh myths, different uh beliefs, different thinking about marriage. I wanna shut all those things as we discuss on this subject today. You know. And there were so many things I held as belief that if it was not the help of the Holy Spirit that was make me realize some certain things. I won't get this understanding that I'm gonna share with you guys. So I read in Jesus' name, if you listen obediently to the voice of God, your God, and heartily obey all His command, commandments that I command you today, God, your God, will place you on high, high above all the nations of the, of the world. All these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God. Your God. God's blessing inside the city, God's blessing in the country, God's blessing on your children, the crops of your land, the young of the, your flock, your livestock, rather, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flocks, God's blessings on your basket and your and bread bowl, God's blessing in your coming in, God's blessing in your going out. God will defeat your enemies who attack you. They will come at you on one road and run away on seven roads. God will order a blessing on your bands and workplaces. He will bless you in the land that God, your God, is giving you. God will form you as a people only to Him, just as He promised you. If you keep the commandments of God and your God and live the way He has shown you, all the peoples on the earth will see you living under the name of God and hold you in respectful awe. God will lavish you with good things children from your womb, offspring from your animals, and crops from your land. The land that God promised your ancestors that He would give you. God will throw open the doors of His, of, of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land, on schedule, and bless the work you take in hand. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out a loan. God will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be the top dog, never the underdog, as you obediently listen and diligently keep the commands of god your god that i am commanding you today don't swerve an inch the right or left from the words that i I command you today by going off following and worshiping other gods i think that is still chapter uh, verse 14 the word of the lord so basically on the context of marriage you know I, I learned several years ago from Miles um, Morales of blessed memory, you know, it would say something like, anybody who's going to get married has to have work before getting married. or absolutely. And work is not about your job. If, 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 if you followed him well, you will know that he explained the, the difference between work and a job, and which is what I believe in. Work is greater than your job. Your work is why you exist. Your job is part of your work. But your work encompasses different things aside from your job or your business. So your work can also involve um, your impact to humanity, your impact projects, things you do, um, like volunteering and and all those things. Or things that you do, like investments, that are not necessarily about you uh, doing a job, really. It could, it could really be about a gig economic role that you are undertaking. That's just what you do what you offer offering a service and you get paid. So, your work encompasses different things. We always think that, um, yeah, work is something you do that provides you an exchange of value. We can be monetary returns or social capital. Monetary returns or social capital. So I would explain to you maybe some some other time, but let's focus on the subject today. We're talking about wealth and marriage. You see, I studied through Bible and I realized something very, very fantastic. There's no blueprint for how marriage should be initiated in the sense that I will explain to you what what I mean by that. You know, for Adam and Eve, God gave Adam work to do, and saw that he needed somebody to complement what he's doing, right? And if you go with that story, you know he wasn't even a perfect marriage because the Eve caused Adam to fail in his assignment. So fast forwarding to Abraham, Abraham. You know was already married before he was called anyways but you could see that he was successful under the guise of the institution of marriage he was called to a greater dimension of success or fulfillment or significance at the age of 75 and that same person's story is isaac isaac didn't have to he wasn't he didn't have a work you know he didn't have a job or probably um isaac didn't even enjoy his inheritance right because the wells and everything that he was supposed to dig that would know that belongs to the to father abraham was blocked right so he got to dig a new well when he got to then he tried but still Isaac got married on on the premise that Abraham had a social capital and he was blessed anyways so he got married by virtue of the fact that God didn't want him to marry anybody around him God instructed that they should go somewhere and pick someone that would get married to him because God realized that he was already blessed, <coughs> but he needed a companion to ensure that he doesn't, you know, um, have multiple flings of women in his life. So, talk about Jacob and Esau. We saw how marriage almost swayed the destiny of Esau as well, you know. It affected the fact that Esau wasn't gonna get the blessings by virtue of the fact that you know he married some tribe that was ascribed to be ungodly. But we later saw that his later end was blessed. So Esau, from the story of Esau and Jacob, Isaac blessed Jacob, right? But I believe that you can't change the order of blessings of God. You know, he got to a point whereby Esau broke the yoke of his own neck and was equally blessed. You know, that when Jacob met him, he was scared about his blessings, he was enviably blessed. So, you know, just like how Abraham had, had a mistake before the miracle happened, you know, Abraham had Ishmael before Isaac came to be, and Ishmael too had to be blessed because he was Abraham's seed. But what we're talking about is this. Just imagine that Ishmael never happened. Isaac, you know, we we might just have had just Christianity on the face of the earth today. So Ishmael, you know, was released and which led to the narrative of Islam and though even in Islam they recognize Isaac and is even celebrated my own point is this why I'm talking about different um faith in the context of Christianity topics is this because there are people who listening to me that are not of our faith that's all oh, they're just converted to our faith And they also need to understand how just approach what they know as to what is new to them. So in the context of marriage, in the New Testament, I saw something very powerful. When Joseph and Mary were to get married, marriage, the day you do your engagement, you are married, based on the Hebrew culture, you know, it was it is modern day or it is modern day tradition that made it like you must do a church wedding or you must do um you must do a court wedding and all those things. Those things are just done to have documentations of the of the event of the reality of your of the institution of a family that's been created. Because over the years. I guess people were serious with the idea that You could literally engage somebody without going to court And you guys Would Enjoy the blessings of God Because marriage is about the two people coming together To start a family So The reason why we have The faith based institution You know, creating a ceremonial Event for Marriages and The government institution in creating a court ceremony for marriages is so that people can realize that family is part of, family is an institution family is the building block of faith based organization it's also the it's also the building block of government or nations so they both recognize that the reason why they're giving you a certificate is so that you understand that you are building something that is like a business. You no, know, when, when, when you want to start a business, they say you can get a government recognized certificate, right? That means you are building an institution. So you understand the seriousness of all the matters at hand. So, but before God, really, the day you introduce yourself to your spouse's family, And your both families agree to release or to for for you guys to go ahead into marriage, like an engagement properly. Or most, and it's probably known that you are engaged. You know, those days is 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 now part of the world that people do. They come and tell your families over the over the once people matured people find themselves worthy of marriageable um, decision. Once they make that decision, they announce it to their families and the whole community. I, and everybody knows that this person is committed to this person and all of that. But that's not the point in this point. How does wealth, the ability to, you know, irrespective of your situation when you got married. Because I grew up to know that not everybody, got, not everybody was wealthy when, when they got married. And some people are already when they got married, didn't even achieve some level of successes that those that were not that wealthy when they got married achieved in their lifetime. So I don't think that wealth or probably riches is a determinant of who is ready for marriage. Yes, you need money to finance your home. You need to have a you know a a means of uh stability, right? I understand all of that. My point is this. The moment you start building a relationship with a male... Because in this church, we don't, we don't, we don't recognize same-sex marriages. Let, let us be clear. So, the moment you... You you choose... Maybe you are a male, you choose a female... You guys are building a relationship. And you agree that this is going to take us to forever, right? The essence of a relationship... Is to build commitments that will shape every area of your lives so irrespective of your individual family realities or where you came out from the new family you are building how do you want to build it how or what do you think as important how do you want to create common experiences how do you want to create Uh, situations whereby you know, you can build wealth together because wealth can be built wealth can be lost so even when you lose wealth, how do you ensure that your family or your or the marriage is so strong to be able to reciprocate that process or re undertake that process of wealth creation Because the thing about wealth is, if you don't have a wealthy personality, even when you have abundance around you, you'll still be poor. And it's not God's perfect will for you to be in a situation of sabotage or for you not to be successful. For every year in my life, I see God bless me in ways that I could not phantom. And it is anything wrong with wealth creation. It's not from God, it's from man. So my point is this: if you're getting married, you need to be thinking, what is your game plan? What's your wealth creation strategy? You know, is your wife an entrepreneur? Are you an entrepreneur? Or is your wife working for someone and you are an entrepreneur, or you're both working, you know, as an as an entrepreneur? However your scenario is, make, make sure you have a walkable work, plan. Because in most cases, if you are genuine, if you are real, I know people, are, people can be fake anyways. In most cases, if you are genuine and real with yourselves, and you are true to your vows or to your commitment to yourselves, you will realize that there is nothing you ask of God that God cannot, cannot do for you. So one of the things you start seeing when you, when you marry well or when you are in a... When you are in the relationship for you, is that things will start working for you. Things will start aligning. Things will start aligning by the order of God's blessings. You start seeing that things are working effectively in your life. What you need for promotion is working. You know, I've seen people get married and they get jobs that they could not have gotten before. I've seen people, things begin to work in their life because they decided to commit themselves to somebody. So, God honors the institution of commitment to a relationship guided by God for, not just for procreation, which is important, but also for personal fulfillment, to enjoy your blessings, to enjoy what it is that you are here for. So, the big question now is this. How do you structure your marriage such that your wealth ...does not make or break your marriage. Or the absence of wealth... ...does not make or break your marriage. Here's a fact. In this life... ...you will never remain on the same spot... ...every year of your life. Whether you realize it, ...you are growing internally or externally. So... ...things don't just happen. You have to be deliberate and intentional... ...about wealth creation. So if you are making money... no matter how small... ...I realize that two heads are better than one anyways... No matter how much, if you coming together cannot multiply wealth or cannot multiply the means of work creation, that means that there's a problem. So, let's say for instance, one of the parties of um, coming into the marriage might not be as brilliant as the next person. And that is usually the case. Somebody will be much more in a better financial capacity no matter how much of wealth that they have or no matter how much of situation that they are in somebody with more buoyant than, than the next person but the truth about this is this the signs that you that you are in a right relationship is that when the person comes into your life does your wealth multiply as in can you guys you know for instance I, let, me, let, let me give you a scenario you can you can meet a guy that all he need is somebody that would help him you know uh safeguard his world in terms of management in terms of ensuring that they are not leakages and waste. And a guy can meet a woman that is doing astonishingly well. And all that what woman needs is somebody that would checkmate anything that would disrupt our wealth creation processes. So, what we have in today's world is ego. Really. Because people always try to think that the person they marry has to be in a perfect wealth situation. Which is, which is false. Because in most circumstances I've seen people that got married wealthy and they had seasons of downturns and some lost their marriages in that process. So I'm preparing your mind that if you are not ready, you know, when they say for better for worse, it's not because they 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 wish you worse. These days now they say for better for better, for better for best, right? But in reality, life is not a bed of roses. That's why in your seasons of in your season of abundance you must learn to save you must, you must learn to invest for your season of abasement where things will not be working as as it should That's why even if you are in your season of ab- abasement prepare for your season of abundance so that you don't waste your blessings So if you are not ready for these things you will find yourself in a cycle or or a, rat, a rat race cycle whereby You are not delivered from you know looking for money wealth is when you can say that you are making money without you looking for money that means you have assets you have things that is making your money work for you I believe that if any couple who are true to themselves, because many people marry themselves, and they they may not be true to themselves, you know, are in agreement, financially, emotionally, uh, mentally, psychologically, even relationally. There is practically not going to be a better last year in their life. If there's, because the the reason why you pray to God or you have a relationship to God is not because you just want to be asking God for things it's so that you can also make get strategy for everything that you are doing, so that you do things the way it's supposed to be, so you see the kind of results that God should have done or that God wants you to see in your life rather so I want you to realize this now because even me you know I wanted to get married at the age of 25 it never happened, you know, and I'm almost in my, in my mid-30s now. And I realized something very, very, very fantastic about my learning curve. I was doing well, so well, so well that I wanted to even build a house before getting married. And I had planned everything in my head. I had done my sketches and everything. And all my plans were thwarted by a singular event. I left my job. I had to go and pursue... Um, education and new opportunities at the same time, but things didn't work out as planned, so I start building from scratch again, you know. But those moments give me scars, scars that makes it practically impossible for me to be blessed and not appreciate my blessings, for me not to build better, for me not to make sure that whatever blessings I get is not multiplied. uh, Whatever blessings I I get is multiplied such that I don't experience such seasons again in my life. So, the reasons why we go through our seasons in life is not because God is absent. It's because many times we need to be forged for the kind of blessings that we are seeking for. So, sometimes it will be a colossal, uh, waste to look at anybody's life and judge them by their financial situation. You know the Bible says, "As a man thinketh, so is he." How you assess somebody is ask them questions and you find out where their heart is. If somebody is wealthy internally, you will know. If somebody is a total waste of time, you will know. Ask questions. So before going into any marriage ask questions have conversations know what wealth means to both parties know what and what milestones ought to be celebrated and how it is to be celebrated have your bucket list things that you look forward to for common experiences between you and your kids so the essence of wealth is for you to have freedom To influence your kids, to be much better than you, to fulfill their own purposes, is for you and your spouse to enjoy your your time together. So, if you have wealth and you don't have freedom to be able to be more intimate, there's a problem. Wealth is about freedom to become your best self, to do more with less. So, whatever yastic life has dealt you, I want you to look up, brace up, and don't base your past on it. Don't superimpose your past on your future. See, there's a power to new beginning that the day you decide to start afresh, even if you have had the worst of past, where you lost money or you are downtrodden or despondent, if you decide today that your life will get better today, and you trust God, I'm not saying you are trusting yourself, you're trusting God, that all the best opportunities in your life are in your future, you will begin to realize that the creator of of all opportunities will readdress your steps to meet the opportunities needed for your destiny. It can even collapse years for you, whereby you have a breakthrough that will make you forget your past years, whereby you went through painful things it is an enjoyable too now so i want you to realize this that god is for you and god is with you so whomever you are deciding to be with make sure god are at the center of your marriage make, make sure because sometimes why marriages break is because couples become selfish it takes selfless people who know a god to have a fulfilling marriage to serve one other's interests. To ensure that the next person is equally enjoying the relationship as much as they are enjoying it. So what we have these days are those transactions. People who are transacting them with themselves, thinking that they are in a relationship. To enjoy a relationship, create common experiences. You know, spend time with your children. Spend time with your spouse. Be more intimate. Sex, recreation, and all those things ensure that you spend quality time listening to what they are doing. Be part of their work. Contribute value to their work. Build a system that works for them. Trust me, if your spouse realizes that you are the reason why their life works, they won't leave you. They won't leave you. Nobody leaves value. Nobody walks away from value. The big question you should be asking is, are you bringing value to the table of your marriage? And value is not money. Value is a person. It is a lifestyle. Value is you always being creative as a co-creator with God to create dimensions or provisions that you need with with instructions, with guidance, and with the faithfulness of God. So, help and eyes closed. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. That for everyone married, yeah, I pray that irrespective of the information you had before getting married, I pray you come to the feet of your Creator and address, wanting to be addressed for you guys to have fulfillment for your better future. And if you are yet to get married, I pray over you. You will not miss it in marriage. You will make a wrong decision. You know, you would meet the bone of your bone, the flesh of your flesh, somebody that would compliment you. I know that there's a lot of stories around town now that there's no one person made that for you. That's a big lie. I learned this from my relationship with God. If you are building up yourself personally, spiritually, physically, you are investing in your capacity to be a better man. You would attract the equal proportion of person of the opposite sex that will match your energy to create that family. So, your bone of your bone is a function of your level of personal development and growth. So, when the person meets you, they just know it's you. They know it's you they've been waiting for, basically. So, everything is not about spirituality, it's about the fact that are you really developing yourself to be the person worthy of spending the rest of their lives with that's a big question and it's not about how deep your pocketer; it's about the fact that are you a, an human being that can grow into the future with the person and keep evolving to the perfect day lord help us to build homes that makes you proud homes that shape our society, that shapes our governance systems, that shapes our faith-based institutions, homes that show kiss the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. From Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen.